students of Seneca and welcome to this episode of the Revised Psychology A-Level podcast. My name is Richard and today we're going to run through some night before stuff for your exam tomorrow. It's very exciting because it's one of the last exams so if you're not quite finished after tomorrow you will be really soon. So you've just got this last little stretch to go uh, and then it will be the summer. For those of you who do finish tomorrow, congratulations, you're there, you're done. So we're going to start by basically looking at the structure of the paper, make sure you're clear on that and what you should, what you need to answer in the paper and what you don't, because it can be a bit confusing. And then we're going to look at some key topics that you need to know for the exam tomorrow. So to start with, you need to know that there is a compulsory section, a section A on your paper, and then there are three sections which you just choose one topic from. Okay, so section B, C, and D. You just need to choose one topic and then answer all the questions on the topic you choose. Now, it says this information on the front of your exam paper when you see it tomorrow. Remember, section A, you answer all the questions. Sections B, C, and D, you choose one of the topics and then you answer all the questions. Okay, now the reason you choose one topic is because you'll have been taught one particular topic from each of those things, each of those uh, sections, A, B, and C. Sorry, B, C, and D. You've been taught one of those topics. So make sure you, first of all, answer the question on the topic that you that you were taught to make sure that you have the best chance of getting the results, um, the results you can. The different options. So um, one option that you could have had. So you could have had the, you could have been taught about relationships, gender, and cognition. That's one set of, set of topics you could have been taught. Another, a second set of topics, option two, is schizophrenia, eating behaviours and stress. So you'll see, you see three questions of that. If you've been taught those three topics, answer the questions on those three. And the third option is aggression, forensics and addiction. So again, if you've been taught those three topics, take the questions on those topics. So really important you pick the right questions to give yourself the best chance. So let's dive in and look at some um, of the content you need to know for your exam tomorrow. And we're gonna start with cultural bias. So um, starting off with just what is a culture? So a culture is a set of norms, moral values, behavioral norms, uh, social roles, customs, and traditions of a group of people. And what is cultural bias? Well, the primary focus of psychological research has been on Western culture and other cultural perspectives and differences have been ignored. Now, ethic research, ETIC, ethic research, assumes that, um, assumes that the results or, and conclusions drawn from one culture can be universally applied to all cultures. And this is a source, um, this is why ethic research cause, causes cultural bias. Now, emic research uh, causes cultural bias because it's based on studying a specific culture and it does not try to generate universal laws. Now, bias is a bias can still happen if researchers overemphasize the differences between the cultural groups or fail to look at the differences within the cultural groups. So question, which type of research assumes that the results or conclusions drawn from one culture can be universally, universally applied to all cultures. Remember that is ethic research, okay? Ethic research uh, 
assumes that the results inclusions from one culture are you can be universally applied across all cultures. Next question, what is subcultural bias? Well, subcultural bias is another form of cultural bias. It is when smaller subgroups within a population are ignored within the research. And if the research results are generalised to the entire group, this is a form of ethic bias. So, moving on to some true statements about subculture and bias. So, a subculture is a smaller section of a culture. Research can be biased to one particular subculture. And generalising a subculture to a wide culture is ethic bias. And some examples of um, subcultural bias is that if the results of the study take place in London, and that's generalised to the whole of the UK, the results of the research only studies heterosexual relationships are applied to all relationships, including homosexual ones. So there's two different examples there of how different subcultural bias can happen. So let's move on now and let's have a quick look at some... Let's have a look at some nature versus nurture debate. I like this topic. So we're going to do a quick hypercram on that. And again, this is part of the, um, the compulsory part of the course that you will be answering in section A of your exam tomorrow. So the influences of nature versus nurture have long been debated in science and human behavior, characteristics and personality are most likely to have contributions from both innate ability and environmental influence. Nativism and in, uh, empiricism are the historical beginnings of this debate. Now, nature is the genetic perspective. And nature is due to genetics biology and innate characteristics with which a person was born. So quick question to break this up. What two things were the historical beginnings of, nat of the nature-nurture debates? Well, it was empiricism and nativism. So nurture is the environmental perspective. Now nurture examines how the environment and learning influences a person. Now, in the past, philosophers tried to determine how people developed personalities and why humans behave the way they did. They were interested in the extent to which people were born with innate, with innate characteristics and to what extent environment influenced behaviour. So I've got a, um, a sort of scenario for you. I want you to tell me if these traits are due to nature or nurture. So my sister was training to be an Olympic runner. She has a low body fat percentage and low blood pressure. I work in an office and I eat a high uh, eat a diet of high that's high in fat and I have a high blood pressure. So is that nature or nurture that's causing that? Causing that? Well, that sounds to me like it's environmental factors. So it's being caused by nurture. It's being the high blood pressure and um, and it's being caused by the working in office and sitting down a lot and also having a diet that's high in fats. And the low body fat percentage and low blood pressure is being caused because they, that person is exercising a lot. So a couple of philosophers that you need to know about from the 18th century are John Locke and Jean Rousseau. 
Now, they had different ideas of the origins of human behaviour. So John Locke believed that people were born uh, a blank slate. In other words, people were influenced, um, were more influenced by their environment. And this was the empiricist view, which, uh, which is a, a nurture perspective. Now, on the other hand, Jean Rousseau uh, stated that all people were born with all of their innate characteristics. And this is the nativist view, which is a nature perspective. So current thinking generally does not take an extreme view of behaviour. And most psychologists agree that human behaviour is a combination of innate ability and environmental influence. So a mixture of nature versus nurture is a widely accepted view. This is called the interactionist approach. Now, rats generally uh, were, were initially similar in genetic backgrounds, okay, when they are being tested. So there was a study that was completed on rats to look at, to see if it supported the interactionist behavior. And the research compared rats raised in bare, dark, unstimulating cages to those who were raised in light, stimulating cages. And the rats, as I said earlier, were generally initially similar in their genetic background. So that just means their genetics were very similar. And the rats were tested on problem-solving tasks. Now, the rats raised in stimulating environments did significantly better to those raised in unstimulating cages. And the rats, the stimulated rats, were also able to learn more quickly. So the study showed that the environment has an influence on the innate genetic potential. So overall, the nature versus nurture debate nowadays does not focus on the divisiveness of the issue. Psychologists are not trying to categorise behaviour as being all due to nature or all due to nurture. So rather, psychologists, uh, psychologists' research the relative extent to which genetics and the environment impact on the behaviour. So that's all the content we're going to look at. Hopefully that's reminded you a few bits, ready to go into your exam tomorrow. Last thing I want to do is just run through the stress buster and remind you that you're nearly there. Okay, so you're so close. Let's keep going this last bit. When you're doing uh, last minute bits of revision, make sure you take regular breaks and don't overdo it, okay? That's not gonna help because you're not gonna sleep well tonight. Also take some time off, do the things you like. Maybe you wanna go and see your mates or hang out with them and maybe do some exercise to take your mind off things is a really good thing to do. And remember, you've got this. Everyone at Seneca is rooting for you and you're so close to the end now. So keep going, you're almost there. Best of luck from me, and if you don't hear another one of our podcasts between now and the end of your school days, thank you for listening, and join us again for more podcasts in the future if you want to learn some more stuff. See you then. Good luck for your exams. We're going to be releasing night before podcasts before every exam, and if you head on over to YouTube on every weekday, we are going to be doing live streams at 4.45 and 5.30, so make sure you subscribe, and while you're at it, rate us five stars. We're amazing. <laughs> Good luck.